This podcast contains adult language. DigitalDarren.com. Today is September 9th, 2019. And today we're talking AB with Calhoun. How you doing? I ain't talking about it. This is beautiful. Let's talk about this lunatic nigga, man. I'm tired of talking about him. I'm tired of seeing him. I'm tired of hearing about him. I'm just, I'm all AB out. And it's interesting because I've never been as tired of a story or a play as I have about him in this. Like, in today's 24-7 world, you get bombarded with the same story. And some stories last longer than they should. Some stories have legs and take on legs their own. And I never get as annoyed or frustrated or tired as I have with this one. I'm just tired of him, tired of this. So I agree. So what we're liking this more to in the landscape of the NFL and how it applies to the real world and, that, and the team that he get went to. But while, before we do that, you have to gloss over some of the shit that this idiot did, right? He's a, he's he's been a cancer to the sports community, and uh, now as of last night, uh, this is not the night. He's been brought up on rape charges, which you know we, we're going to see how that plays off. Neither one of us going to, you know, uh, crucify or let him off the hook or her. So we'll, we'll see how that plays off because we have no information on that, right? But you asked me a while ago on one of the podcasts, is he worth the trouble? And I told you then, hell yeah, he is. Well, I thought it was it. He's been going. He, he hasn't stopped. And at this point, hell no, he's not. And if you have a player like this, I think at this point, as much as I'm for, you know, the black, the, the, the player or the black man or all that type of stuff, I don't think he should be playing until he get himself right mentally. I think something's wrong with him. What's your thoughts? So, I don't think no wide receiver is worth very... I think wide receivers in general are worth very little. You asked me, Sunday, we watched the Falcons game, actually, um, on the ninth. Today's the 10th. I'm sorry, I got the dates wrong. But we watched the Falcons game. Actually, it was the 8th, on the 8th, sorry. We watched the Falcons game, and the whole time I was like, where's this $66 million motherfucker at? Every time something happened or did happen, I was on Julio. And on defense, I was like, where's Grady Jerry? He gets this money, too. I don't think that, and these are two players who don't get in trouble, just do their work and go home. I don't think Julio is worth the hassle of $66 million. So I damn sure don't think Antonio Brown is worth the hassle of all this press and all this distortion, breaking up the locker room, stress that come with him. I don't think that the position is worth that much money. So I think if I don't think a motherfucker like Julio, who has more talent than Antonio Brown, who doesn't get in trouble, is worth it. Damn sure not gonna think Antonio Brown is worth it. I don't think he's worth it. I don't think any wide receiver is worth it, let alone him. How many Super Bowls has he played in? A B. Has he played in one? How many has he won? He hasn't won any. So why am I talking about him? <laughs> but it's interesting how they turn into divas. And it's interesting why receivers do. I guess because they legitly are the ones who do the scoring. 
if you think about it, because the quarterback just you throw it to them, but they're not in the end zone. Well, they're the ones who can, like you said, they're the ones who they get more. I won't say FaceTime, but they get more time. They're out on well, the they, eye. They get me moment. Yeah, they get more me moments. Like when they catch the ball, there's nobody near them. Like running backs, normally when a running back make a good play, they get tackled as them coming up from a pile of people. You know, so like it's a lot of confusion with them. Wide receivers are pretty much they are the me position. And it's like it's like Bitcoin. Like Bitcoin set the market and got the hell on. Wide receivers set the market for themselves thanks to TO and kind of that whole generation of receiver. And everybody's capitalizing on it. And like at some point somebody's gonna say Somebody's going to bust that market because it doesn't make any sense. Well, it's, it's, it's gotten too far. And this, it might be, this might be the motherfucker to bust because this is all off the rail. And if, and he's with, and now he's with a team that don't even need him. So like the Raiders, you could say they need it. They could have used AB. I actually was excited to see him with the Raiders. I wanted him to go to the Raiders. Why? Just because it's not a good team. Wasn't as good. They can use all the help they can use, and it makes them, it makes them better. You know what I'm saying? It makes the league better when teams is not as good become more competitive. So, so you don't like the NFL becoming college football? Yeah, it ends up being you know who's right now. You know who's coming out the AFC? Out the AFC is either going to be the Patriots or Kansas City. And nine times out of ten, it's probably the Patriots. That doesn't make it fun. You know, like the NBA has turned stagnant for a while until they did all this shuffling around. You said when we was talking about rap. Rap music needs New York or the East Coast. It needs the West Coast. It makes rap better. It just can't be the South. And I'm from the South. We're from the South. I prefer the South. I'm glad we are. But we need Chicago back in the rap game in the Midwest. We need. You know what I'm saying? It makes those different sounds help make this shit better. We need you, Texas. We don't just need Atlanta music. We need all of it to make this thing better. And that's the same thing with football. I like the fact he was going to the Raiders. Who was the Raiders? Raiders wasn't going to do much, but he could light a fire. He could make a difference. He was just, he wasn't one of the top players in the league. And the fact that he left that and then went to the Patriots, that changed the landscape of the NFL. That made it even worse. Not only that, but who he went to and how. I personally think there was some sabotage that was involved in Me personally. I mean, something like that doesn't happen. Happen that quickly unless there is sabotage. And it's just like anything else, right? Like, if we all, I'm sure strippers from Blaze, no strippers from Pinups, no strippers from the Blue Flame, no strippers from Nikki. One of them hoes, they out at wherever they all eat at. They out at Benny Honey. One of them, like, girl, how things going at Blaze? I'm tired of Blaze. Well, when you, if you ever think about it, we'd love to have you here at Blue Flame. Right. I think it's the same thing. Though. Them mother, they see each other. They're a very limited group of people. They see each other. They, you know, maybe not hang together in this case, but they see each other. They probably run in the same circles and unintentional with same athletes, same mixers, same charity functions. Hey, man, and, you know, just like everything else, people talk, right? Like, that's why it's so hard in NBA to stop, the, in sports in general, to stop collusion. Like, you can stop teams from colluding, but you can't stop individuals from colluding. You can't stop Tom Brady, who they say, Talks to A.B. outside of sports. You can't stop him from saying, hey, you know, if you ever, I would love to have you on the Patriots if you ever get a chance. You can't stop that. So you might as well just let everybody collude all the time. That's how it happens. It usually happens to me. And who is it to say the organization don't send the player? That's how it LeBron has been doing it the whole time in the NBA. That's all that motherfucker does. That's what's going on in the NFL. They're doing that left and right. So I think that's what has happened. And it's some tapering that's being done. 
when you do that, but now I can see why the NFL has said don't do that. Because it really does change the landscape and put this shit on the slant. I mean, it goes back to the so it goes back to the rich getting richer. So we have a on our Patreon we have a NCAA Pimpin' Players problem part two, which is about this California fair um this fair play to play act. Fair pay to play act, excuse me. And one of the things that we talked about was that it hurts because it just basically rewards the rich for getting richer and it hurts the it hurts the middle class and it hurts the poor people in the whole college sports landscape. Collusion does the same thing in the pro landscape. The rich just keep getting richer. And the poor can never catch up unless they something miraculous happens to them. Right. Got to try to draft them if the rich don't take it. And that's what happened here. So in March or so, New England went to Pittsburgh offering a first round pick for A B. They said no, because of course they didn't want to trade them to New England. Why would you? They said no, trade them to at a discount to the Ravens. All of a sudden, now he goes to New England without the price. So they didn't have to pay nothing. At first they were giving something, now nothing. This is horrible for the league. Now, we liken this to justification. We always say who is the person to blame in justification, right? This is exactly what justification is. They did exactly what justification is. AB is a unbeknownst wife that's come to these areas. There's everything getting rezoned for and having these new houses and these new roads and bike lanes and street lights and all this stuff. Police all in the area, new buildings, all these different things. This is what he is now. He's he's been in it. He's profiting off of this, right? The Patriots are the governments that help institute justification. They're the ones who are rezoning these areas. They're the ones who's giving the contract to these money or getting bought by or these bribes so they can go ahead and have these unsuspecting whites, but really are suspecting whites, coming in and boost up their profits and make it go to where the rich uh, only can afford to live in. They can only be here now. They're moving to Black South, right? The Raiders are the niggas that's living in the areas. They're the ghetto. These are the ones that the crackers going to replace. Here they are. How am I? Oh, they're getting speed bumps over there on Bromac. Oh, they're getting bike lanes on Cleveland Avenue. They're repaving Jonesboro Road. I wonder why. Because the whites are coming. That's why. And this is exactly what happened with the Patriots in the NFL landscape. NFL now is suffering for what the Patriots have done and colluded and, and, and interfering. And now here come AB, so-called go whole humming it. And you mention all the time. Why wouldn't you go get a deal? Well, why wouldn't he go get a ring? Why wouldn't you play with Tom Brady and Bill Belichick? Yay, me. And somebody should have stepped in and ixnayed this whole thing. Best part about this is somebody may have stepped in. This young lady, this church-going saint of a queen, seems this Neanderthal violated her. Maybe he's not going to play with the because of his antics and because of his him not having self control. And if that's the case, that would be, you know, that would be horrible. We wouldn't wish that on anybody. But it is what it is. So it's uh, my I'm sitting over here with my face is full of delight. I have a huge smile on my face. Cause we can take this a couple of different ways. And I just need to know which way you want to go. We can keep this down. We can keep this down the gentrification part, um, path, or we can go down the young queen who's claiming this Neanderthal has touched her path, or we can go down to what does this mean the sports path. 
Or we can do a little bit of both and just all get there haphazardly. However, we get there. Dealer's choice. Dealer's choice. It's a dealer's choice. I'm going to let you choose. No, you the dealer. Go ahead. No, nah, I want you to choose because you gave me a. You threw that one up, and I don't even know how many ways to dunk it. I'm stuck in mid there thinking I can windmill it. I can go behind the back. I mean, I don't know. So now I got to defer to you. Let's go for the landscape. Let's do it backwards to full. The landscape of sports. What is it done to sports, especially NFL? When we say NFL, NFL is sports. No, I don't, I don't think. I don't, well, so what is done to the NFL and sports is player empowerment. And this goes to, again, our NCAA things. Should players be empowered? Yes. Should, but there's a limit on how much power they should get because you see, when these motherfuckers get too much power, it hurts the brand. In the NC, in the NAA, in the NBA, excuse me, the players have too much power. Now you got motherfuckers like Anthony Davis after one year playing into a three year contract. Hey, I don't want to play here no more. And the team concedes to him. Nowhere in the real world did that happen. If you go your ass into your job and say, hey, is one year into a three-year contract. I need a new contract. They're going to tell you to get the fuck on. They'll just replace you. you. Huh? They're going to say get the fuck on or we'll see you in court. Exactly. So, and this is get. So, should players have some power? Every employee should have some power. Like, it, it shouldn't be just employees of, hey, you're, hey, you're nigga. Yeah, you're, you're somebody too. And AB used that in his thing. He's a person. He's a real human. We're gonna tie back into that. Should you be should you be treated as a person? Yes. Should you be able to milk the organization or pimp the organization? No. And I know we like to see it because in athletics is always a black person doing that. But it sends a horrible lesson because it's not a real world lesson. So unless your ass is six ten, then you shouldn't be getting that lesson. Like you shouldn't be room for the motherfucker because that sends a horrible lesson in life. Cause life don't work that way. So I think that sports, again, is giving players, and I said the NBA, A.B. did the same thing. Like you said, Pittsburgh offered him. New England said no. So New England went to A.B., hey, go sabotage yourself here. He sabotaged it. The Raiders give in to his demands. Like you said, using your gentrification thing, now the Raiders are out two fucking draft picks. Pittsburgh is in there like, ha, ha, and them niggas are, and A.B.'s in a better situation than when he started. So it's gentrification. New England seemed about like the Sith Lord going good. Yeah, they're dark cities. Everything is going is going to I have everything is going to as I have foreseen it. Everything's right. going according to plan. So no, this nigga should not be able to sabotage his way out of Oakland. No, New England should not be able to get him. That's just sports related. Should he have some? He's a person. Should he be treated fairly? Yes. I think the Raiders went out of their way to treat this nigga fairly. I think anybody with any any just rational thought could say, hey, John Groom was basically sucking his dick walking out the door. The Raiders tried. They did everything they could to make this shit work. It's just a broad who saw a nigga with all the money. His money done ran dry. Now she done got the fuck on. Even though the nigga done treated her nice, he been treating her like a queen, even though he not buying the designer bags anymore because he ain't got it like that. She coming home, he cooking the uh, home-cooked meal for her every night. But because she not buying the shit, she ready to go. That ain't right. That's exactly what happened. And, they, and the writers did. The writers could not have done... They did too much, if you ask me. They did too much to appease this motherfucker. He was on his way out the door, and I think... It, that's why I'm saying I truly believe it was sabotage. And, I'm, and I agree with you, and I'm saying that... 
we sports is not player empowerment is not encouraging sabotage. We've seen it in NBA. We've seen it in NFL. So how do I guess the question is? You're a player, pro player person. You're a pro anti-establishment person. How do you give player? How do you make players feel like somebody without letting giving the inmates the keys to the jail? The quote: the Texans late late Texans on. Oh yeah, man, he rotten shit. Uh, one, what I would do is with NFL make all them contracts, make them contracts guaranteed contracts. I, I don't believe any sport should be played without them guaranteed. And we that's another discussion that we'll probably podcast about later because you, I would think you're for having a contract guaranteed. But one, I have guaranteed. I wouldn't say that. I, again, I think that. When you guarantee something, I just think it needs to be fair for both sides. Go back to the NCAA thing. I'm sorry to keep talking about this. Well, that's your, that's your love. That's your first love. Yeah, so like I told you, should coaches be able to move and do what the fuck they want to do? No, it should be repercussions on that shit. Like, if you're going to guarantee, it needs to be fair for both sides. Like, we're paying you a contract that we feel is fair. Fair to us, in this case, Oakland is, hey, you pay out your contract. You can't leave unless you pay us money. Well, now, I'm going to tell you this. Now, you say I'm pro-player. I'm on a pro-player, too. Point. I'm not like a lot of these people. And when I say that, I'm not all the player shit, the player shit, the player shit. My thoughts are this. One, the contract should be guaranteed. And two, both should have to... The problem comes is... The problem coming in the NFL is the, the owners have too much power as well because they won't honor the contracts either. So that's why you have these players now like, fuck it, I'll do it too. But if you have guaranteed contracts and both of them have to honor it, then that's a whole nother issue. But in, in the NBA had guaranteed contracts, and you see players who aren't uh, guarantee, who aren't honoring it. Because one thing, because of how the also because of how I understand uh, that different sports may operate differently, but we no, just no, no, saw. No, 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 I'm, about to say, I'm about to tell you, no, 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 because of how the owners also do in the NBA. So let's say if you do guarantee fully fully guaranteed contracts in the NFL, and the players have to honor those contracts, right? Okay, in the NBA, the players have to honor. I mean, the coaches. The players and the owners have to under the contract. The problem comes in and what the owners can do with the players. And that's what they got out. You want to stop. You want to rein in the reign of, of players running them up. You have to have where they can't be traded either. Because as long as they can be traded, then they should be able to have whatever power they can have to get traded to trade themselves. And that's where the problem comes in. If we sign these contracts, then we both under it for these three, four years. But you can't have it where two years under my contract or a year under my contract, you can trade me. Well, I make you trade me. Huh? So again, so we are. So I think your point is the. You, so you're saying contract should be ironclad, guaranteed. So like, hey. And then we stop. Then we stop all this foolish. Then that's when you stop the whole. The players are starting to get because the players are coming around. And, no, and then they even come around and say, no, we only sign a one year contract, so we're gonna do renegotiation, blah blah. You you end a lot of this. If you make it where, okay, you can sign this four-year contract, but you can't trade me. And I and you can't ask for a trade. Right. So I think the natural progression of that is both sides would just want shorter contracts. That's what's going on. And then that's what it's No, I mean, it's not. So that's, I mean, shorter meaning year-to-year contracts. So that won't happen in NFL. But that'll happen in basketball. But I think that that's the natural progression anyway. Because, like, if you were, so if you. Again, AB, we can use him. This same example. He got traded in inside of a inside of six months. Asked for another trade. Let me go so I can explore another trade. That shit happened with Duke Johnson. Duke Johnson, huh? Yeah, for the release. So he can go somewhere else. 
release Trey or whatever. He's trying to go somewhere else. So, like, I think it's the same thing. These contracts that have to be year contracts that have to be reevaluated year to year to year to year to year. So, I think they gave him because everybody was tired of him. Me personally, I'm petty enough. I would not have released him. Yeah, but that's, I mean, re- release trade, regardless, motherfucker trying to get out of them. However, he went about it. At some point, he said, I'm trying to get out of here. And they gave in. So, if you have a year contract where it's like, hey, most people will ride this year out. You can only be so destructive in a year that we can't recover from. All right. So, like, I think that the natural progression of what we're saying is that contracts will be year to year to year to year to year. And you get keep keep getting evaluated. It's actually be the opposite of what we talked about in the NCAA. Whereas the players need more protection. We'll, in this case, they get less protection. They get more protection as far as money, but less protection as far as control. I mean, that's what... That's that's how you combat what they're trying to do, but they're only combating what the owners have done. So again, so they're trying to get some of the power that they have, that they already have. Think about this, man. The NFL stupidly, it, it's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. The association agree to a five year Ricky deal, and then you can have two back to back franchise tags. So what you say? So let's tie this back to AB. So I think we're talking about. So I think you're talking about this, right? So laws, most motherfuckers don't break laws, right? Let's use this analogy. Laws are really in place for the very few. Most motherfuckers have a natural propensity not to harm nobody, not to do this, not to do that. You re- we talked about rape offline. You only need pimp- you only need laws for rape for certain motherfuckers, right? We both said that. Certain motherfuckers around here trying to take somebody dragging the girl into an alley and raping her. That's only yeah. That's only yeah. So I think that that's the same thing. Do you just need Antonio Brown is one of these one percent of motherfuckers who you need this real in shit for because he's gonna try to push it all the way to the limit. And so what happens is you have to apply these to everybody so a motherfucker like him can only push it so far. Yeah, that's what's gonna happen. That's what's happening. So I think that him pushing it this far is gonna hurt everybody long term. It is. This is what they're gonna use to do it. And so do as a player, do you think they see this? Because most motherfuckers like, yay, look at that boy A B. As a player, do you think the players are smart enough to see this and like, man, get this motherfucker out of here, man. He just hurting us long term. So, I think it goes back into, because everyone else is my money. Some is like, shit, if it with me, I want to do it too. But some see the bigger picture. It goes back to, dude, how many people see the bigger picture? Some of people who see a big picture. So, it goes back to that. And it all depends. So, I think we both can agree that, you know, from a sports standpoint, this has not good repercussions, for lack of a better term. Can we agree on that? From a competitive balance in sports standpoint. No, it has horrible repercussions. Exactly. It's terrible. It's going to be a fallout. So let's go on the slide to point number two you were saying, going backwards. That beautiful queen who accused this hooligan of raping her. Mm-hmm. Yet another slut after a prominent black man. It's a shame what she's doing. I'll I tell you this, because of course this is called our culture and those are very, rape is so serious that it has to be without a doubt. I think a lot of these cases there is too much, there are too many holes to fill, too many gaps. And a lot of times this the, it's not rape, it's sexual abuse. We don't know what all happened. What we do know is they have had consensual sex, Right? We don't know if he did jack off on her back. 
you know, it's so much, it's so much crazy stuff that's going on. And the time of this is, is intriguing, isn't it? Isn't the time of this weird? This is from 2017, 2018, and you said it in 2019. The other part I always strikes nerve me is, if he is a rapist, we need to be doing this in criminal court. Why is she going for civil court? So I think in this case, and this is probably going to be the shortest point we make, is that this seems fishy all the way around. You said it best offline. Most motherfuckers who really have been raped are quiet, right? They don't come out in time. They don't do it. Unfortunately, they're quiet. They suffer. The, I ain't going to say the real victims. Most victims of rape suffer in silence. Right. And it's a shame. Shouldn't nobody have to suffer. Especially with that type of taking of your pride, your person. But I think that, and I'm, you know me, I'm pro. I'm always like, Dave Chappelle said the best. You're the person who like, well, what did she wear? What did she do? I, well, what are we, what are, I, I want to know what happened. We're not just going to say it's supposed to be. And here's the problem. When the cause of rape is guilty to proven innocent, that's not what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be innocent to proven guilty. This is America, goddamn. So I, I, think that, I think that that narrative is taking that. But then by and large, you are well, victim shamer, like Dave Chappelle said. And by and large, I am more of a, I take people for their word. Which can both can be wrong. Both have flaws, very big flaws. So, so that's what I'm saying. Victim shaming shame is another one of these, you know, uh, violence of words that's been thrown around here. One of these time, ticking time bomb words. Not victim shaming. I need to know what happened. What happened? When did it happen? What were the circumstances in which it happened? Did he take this woman out of a church, drag her to the alley, and stuck good wood in her? Oh, that's that's cutting. That's that's pretty dry, right? That's black and white. That's cutting dry. It's over with. That's right. Is this one of those we was fooling around? We was fucking, and then I midway through, I was like, I don't know about this. Like, what? What? Are, what's going on here? What are the circumstances behind all this stuff? So, what I do like about him is he's going right back at her. So all this stuff about to come to light. And that's what happens a lot of times. People just say, I'm not going to fight it, and then sit out of court. And you wear that rape chain unless you're Ben Roethlisberger. Because I don't think people talk enough about Ben Roethlisberger being a rapist. Because Ben Roethlisberger is a rapist. Once again, Ben Roethlisberger, the quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers, is a rapist. I don't think people talk about that enough. But what I do know is, once, if you don't fight this bad, and if you do sit out of court, you wear that rapist tag for the rest of your life. And that is a Serious tag to be wearing. But again, I'm one of them people. If you settle, that means something. If it's settled, then that means there's some questionability in all this. It's some truth to it. If you settle, I don't give a damn about we just wanted to go away. Find a motherfucking rapist. We about to take this to trial. But that happens a lot, though. You know, motherfuckers who sign a lot of shit just to get out of jail or or admit to doing something. We know that someone who did that person. Who personally, we know someone who did that. He didn't do the crime. They said, well, give you a lighter sentence if you just admit it. He just went ahead and admitted it to get out. But it was on his record. And so a lot of times that happens, but I like the fact that he's going after me. So I'm not, again, I, the point I was making, I'm normally on, I normally lean toward the female side of this thing. Not this time. Is no uh, Somebody made this point, I think, on one of the social media platforms. They was somebody asked to come in. Hey, don't you go to criminal court before you go to civil court? And the person came back and said, criminal court normally, you know, you go into police normally 
don't you go to the police before you file a civil lawsuit? That was the thing. And they said, basically, when you go to the police, they ask you follow-up questions. And they're like, clearly, she didn't want to be asked those follow-up questions because she didn't go to the police. She's just trying to go to civil court. So, right. you know, that's all this. That's all that need to be said about this. Like, I've never heard, out of all celebrities, I've never heard where it goes straight to civil court. I've heard where it go to criminal court, then they settle. Or was they talk about pressing charges and they're settled. I've never heard where it bypasses criminal court and then goes to civil court. I've never it's heard that. It's happened a couple times. Yeah, it'll happen. I want to say it happened with James Winston, didn't it? No, I remember it she went. She remember she was gonna go to criminal court, and the school told her not to. Um, I'm talking about the one in college. I don't remember the one when he was in the Uber thing. The Uber thing, she said he she grabbed him. He grabbed about a pussy. That's probably more deemed quote unquote sexual assault. Yeah, yeah, but I remember the one. She would she went to a lawyer and went to the thing, and they and the school basically was like they suspended her, and that's when she started. You know, that's when it got out of hand, but. She did do some of that, but um. But yeah, in this instance, that's exactly what she's doing. She's going straight to civil court because then that. So that's why I always say, ask the questions when you do it the way that she's doing it. And people talk about this whole victim shaming. You have an account. You have a there's accountability on both sides of this. In my in, in my the way I see, it. and I just say how I see it. Not the digital damn podcast. Everybody's need to be held accountable for what they're doing here. So not just. The circumstances in which this stuff, this incident happened. But even afterwards, if you feel rape, you need to go get the rape kit. You need to go do all the things that it takes to establish rape. But a year later, you can't do that. So now it literally is he shakes, he shakes. Now that's what we're going to. Now we have to put ourselves in the bedroom where the, the judge, the courtroom does. We don't have the tools to do that. As a, as a world, we don't have the tools to correctly do that. What we do have the tools to do is to get a rape kit. That's what we do have the tools to do. And the rape kid determines a lot of stuff. So if we're not doing those things. Those are things that we can do to prove if this is rape or not. Now, when we go the other route, that's what we don't have the tools to do. Put ourselves in these situations, in this bedroom, and go down this path. We don't have the tools for that, to get true justice out of that. But the victim has to do her part in putting this person away. If he is a rapist, he should not be on the streets. Darren Sharper is where he's supposed to be, in jail. He is a rapist. Yeah, but he got to run the muck a long time because of his celebrity. Right. And so let's end that reign of terror earlier than late. Because if he's truly a rapist, he'll rape again. And they need to be off. They don't need to be on they don't need to be in a position where they can do that. Yeah. So that was the second one. The third one was more so, I think, what you really wanted to kind of dive into. You gave the analogy earlier about how Antonio Brown is gentrification. Do you want to dive, dig into a little, a little more deeper into that? I wouldn't end on that note. And that ought to be beautiful about it. It's, the NFL, and we've said this a couple of times, sports, a lot of times a reflection of society, right? The way that the NFL handled the whole kneeling thing, that was a reflection of society. And even now they're doing it. That whole New England thing truly was a reflection of what's going on in major cities across this country. And that's gentrification. The, the Raiders really was the black community. AB are the, are, the, are the crackers that's going into these communities. And New England are the, is the government and the, and the one percenters that is uh, allowing this stuff. Or Actually, I would say New England is 
I, I would change or I would modify that. I would say New England is the developers, the rich who are getting richer, the ones who, are, and the NFL is the government. Oh, even better. Oh, thank you. So, yeah. so in your case, hey, the NFL sat back and watched this whole thing happen and didn't do anything, which is the government. The black community has given, you know. It's doing all they can. It's, it's doing all they can to try to improve. Doing all they can to try to improve. With little no help, no one steps in. The NFL didn't step in. The Player Association didn't step in. Nobody stepped in to, to facilitate, facilitate what was going on over there. So just like in our neighborhoods, nobody stepped in when crack was running rampant through it. No one stepped in there with zone that builders couldn't come here and jobs couldn't come to these areas. No one stepped in for the streets and the infrastructure. No one stepped in for the police to be, instead of it being a police state, for police to protect the community. No one stepped in when it came to our schools and schooling. I just seen something out lately that uh, Langston has sent me. Now they're about to fire the superintendent of of APS. Of course they are. So is her contract one renewed? This happened yesterday, and we can talk about this. Her contract won't renew because teachers don't like that she's trying to privatize schools that are performing low. Yeah, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, it's one. So <laughs> I'm gonna get a Republican response because my initial thought was good. Make the motherfuckers make these kids get the kids on track. But the flip side would be like, no, it should be. They should a true superintendent would not just come up. That's a quick fix solution, right? Because you can't privatize some schools and not privatize all schools, right? Like, and if they're all in the same under the same umbrella, so the real solution is to come up with how do you fix this problem? Well, you send your best and your brightest over to that area, and you you know, and you know, you switch from there. And this is where kind of tying into the gentrification, where the community needs to play a bigger part, like the community. You know, we don't have enough time because life is on our ass. We don't have enough time to focus on, you know, things like those type details. The devil's in the details. You just know your kid, either they pass or they not pass. And, you know, you take how you want to. So, like, as a community, we should be asking these questions about, hey, why isn't my kid passing? And we should be like, hey, are the teachers effective enough? And if they're not, what are you guys going to do about it? Because I don't think the solution is, hey, Sell off those schools to other to private companies. I think the solution is, hey, we have the resources here. We're a goddamn top ten school. We're a top ten population city in the United States. Clearly, the resources have to be here, else everybody will have this problem. Get those resources to the people who need it the most. And, and, and instead, we take from those, we take resources from those areas, and we give it to the ones the rich get richer. Exactly. We give it to the schools that's already doing well. Exactly. I, again, my nieces went to Dobbs Elementary. That school was rock with that scandal. The, the teacher wasn't shit. The principal was a piece of shit. Horrible. And every time you have these kind of questions that came, because it caused a couple, there were a couple of events and things that I, I went to, of course, and being, you know, just a good uncle. And the answer that she had and the, the things that she was saying, we're going to fight for this. It was just all bullshit. So that's what happens. But this is part of the gentrification that we're speaking of. No sidewalks. I mean, little stuff, speed humps. These are the things that we're speaking of. Meanwhile, the NFL not stepping in and not giving a shit, Players Association. Meanwhile, the developers, New England is in, AB's in. Hey, the Belt Line's coming. Hey, 
you know, you have a little money, why don't you come on down here? Hey, you in a position where you can be there. I don't want to go down there. I'm telling you, it's going to blossom and going to be a huge... Just listen to us. We got, we'll take care of our end. Right. Don't you worry. You take your ass on over there. But I don't even feel... I'm like a... I'm going to stick out like a sore throat. Give it a couple of years. <laughs> You'll see. It ain't just going to be you walking that goddamn dog and riding it. They don't even have bike lanes for my bike. Just hold what you got. It's in the works. And that's what's going on. They go ahead, developers, New England, go ahead and pad and give, you know, Robert Kraft and their friends and everybody, go ahead and under the table, under the rug, quietly, hush, you know, give that away. They offered the first round pick. Now, mind you, who is Pittsburgh in this? Who knows? Pittsburgh are the other, the, the, the blacks that, you know, the black families that own their homes. Oh. Right? But they, they didn't want to move. They didn't want to live in that crime-infested, you know, dangerous, oh. very little resource area. And so they was like, yeah, we'll sell, but we're not selling you, no developer. Fuck that. We're going to sell over here. Or we're just going to say, fuck it. I'm not paying the house taxes. It's in my mama name anyway. Right? Oh. And then that's how you have now New England went and bought all that stuff up. And now here you have the, the white AB running around here and now here they are in the community. And again, you know, how could you blame him for not wanting to get a ring? But he's also a rapist and he keep up a lot of shit. So, same as the crowds. Digital Dare not come. Thank you guys for listening. Make sure to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. <laughs> <laughs>